Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a monumental milestone, the 20th edition of the 20 Questions Quiz Podcast. It's an absolute delight to have you join us as we celebrate this significant achievement in our quest for knowledge and discovery. Throughout the episodes of the 20 Questions, we've ventured into the depths of various intriguing subjects, from science to history, culture to geography, film to sport and music and many, many more. Our mission has remained steadfast to ignite your curiosity, challenge your intellect and create an engaging learning experience for everyone, whether you're a seasoned quizzer or just an eager learner. As we revel in this milestone, we extend our heartfelt gratitude to you for listening wherever you may be in the world. Your continued participation and contributions have made this milestone possible and for that we are immensely grateful. Looking ahead, we're excited to bring you even more captivating content, including our Christmas special where we want you to take part. If you are keen to join us for our Christmas special where you can set a question to the world, let me know on Twitter at 20QuestionsQuiz or email me 20QuestionsQuiz at gmail.com. So, if you're here for the first time, let me explain how the game works. You will face a series of 20 questions, each one building on the last, and they'll get harder and harder as we go along. I will say the question to you twice, then the clock will start ticking. And the idea is to get as far as you can without getting a single question wrong. So, how far will you go? Will you better your score from last time, or will you come unstuck early? Let's find out. For the 20th time, let's play 20 Questions. Question one. Settle back, settle in, and let me begin once again for the 20th time. We start very easy, and then we get harder as we go along. Question one is this. Complete the phrase, as cool as a what? Complete the phrase, as cool as a what? Five. Four, three, two, one. As cool as a cucumber is the right answer. Question two. A drought is a shortage of what? A drought is a shortage of what? Five, four, three, two, one. A drought is a shortage of water. Water, the right answer. Third question. Vatican City is an enclave within which European capital city? Vatican City is an enclave within which European capital city? Five, four, three, two, one. Vatican City, an independent city-state enclaved within Rome, Italy, is the spiritual and administrative centre of the Roman Catholic Church. The city is known for its religious and cultural significance, as well as its stunning architectural landmarks, including St. Peter's Basilica, the Sistine Chapel and the Vatican Museums. It is also the residence of the Pope, the spiritual leader of the worldwide Catholic Church, with a rich history dating back centuries. Vatican City serves as a major pilgrimage site and a hub for religious and cultural tourism. Stunning part of the world if you ever have the chance to go, it is stunning. Vatican City in Rome. Rome, the right answer. Question four. What cut of meat shares its name 
with an actor in a theatre who overacts. What cut of meat shares its name with an actor in a theatre who overacts? Five, four, three, two, one. The cut of meat that shares its name with an actor in a theatre who overacts is the ham. The term ham is often used in a theatrical context to refer to a performer who is overly theatrical or melodramatic in their acting style. Question 5. What nationality is the fictional detective Hercule Poirot? What nationality is the fictional detective Hercule Poirot? Five, four, three, two, one. The fictional detective Hercule Poirot, created by Agatha Christie, is of Belgian nationality. He is known for his brilliant investigative skills and distinctive personality traits, including his meticulous attention to detail and his well-groomed moustache. Prado has appeared in numerous novels and short stories written by Agatha Christie, becoming one of the most beloved and iconic fictional detectives in the history of detective fiction. Moving on to the sixth question, and one that takes me back to my childhood. In the TV series Sesame Street, what is the name of Bert's friend? In the TV series Sesame Street, what is the name of Bert's friend? Five, four, three, two, one. An iconic piece of television. I can't underestimate how brilliant Sesame Street is. Just growing up as a kid, learning the alphabet and numbers by the age of two. It is an important part of my childhood. TV series Sesame Street, Bert's friend is named Ernie. Bert and Ernie are one of the most iconic duos on the show, known for their humorous interactions and contrasting personalities. They are beloved characters among viewers in the long-running children's television programme, and long may it continue. Question 7. What is an oyster catcher? What is an oyster catcher? Five, four, three, two, one. An oyster catcher is a type of bird. They are known for their distinctive appearance, featuring long orange-red bills, and are commonly found along coastlines and intertidal areas. Oyster catchers are known for their diet, which primarily consists of various shellfish and marine invertebrates, including mussels, limpets, and of course, oysters, which contribute to their name. They are known for their loud piping calls and their striking appearance on the shorelines. And what do you enjoy oysters with? Alcoholic drinks, which brings us to our next question. Which spirit is the basis of a Mai Tai cocktail? Which spirit is the basis of a Mai Tai cocktail? Five, four, three, two, one. The Mai Tai cocktail is based on rum, specifically a combination of light and dark rum. Typically, it also includes lime juice, orange liqueur, and various sweeteners and syrups. 
creating a sweet and tangy tropical flavour profile. The combination of rum and citrus flavours gives the Mai Tai its characteristic taste. Question 9, we move on. What did the R in USSR stand for? What did the R in USSR stand for? Five, four, three, two, one. The Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, or USSR. Republics is the right answer. The USSR was a federal socialist state in northern Eurasia that existed from 1922 to 1991. It was composed of various constituent republics, many of which were based on the concept of Soviet socialism. The republics were largely based on the principles of a centralized one-party state with the Communist Party exerting significant control over political and social life. To the halfway mark. And can you tell me please that Bobby Fischer was a former world champion at what game? Bobby Fischer was a former world champion at what game? Five, four, three, two, one. Bobby Fischer, born in 1943, was a highly influential American chess player renowned for his remarkable skills and contributions to the game. He gained widespread recognition for becoming the world chess champion in 1972 after defeating Boris Spassky. Fischer's approach to the game, characterized by its innovative and aggressive style, left a lasting impact on the world of chess. His matches and achievements remain significant within the context of chess history, marking an era of intense international competition and the rise of American chess players on the global stage. Halfway there, questions to come on science, astronomy, musical legends, literature, politics, and spices. But first, to science. In chemistry, on the pH scale, what number is neutral? In chemistry, on the pH scale, what number is neutral? Five, four, three, two, one. On the pH scale, the number seven is considered neutral. A substance with a pH of seven is neither acid or alkaline. A pH less than seven indicates acidity, while pH higher than seven indicates alkalinity. Staying with science, but we go now to the stars and astronomy. But more importantly, an astronomer. What was the first name of the astronomer after whom the comet Halley is named after? What was the first name of the astronomer after whom the comet Halley is named after? Five, four, three, two, one. Edmund Halley, Edmund Halley, was a prominent astronomer and mathematician during the 17th and 18th centuries. He was known for his various contributions in the field of astronomy, including accurately predicting the return of a comet that was later named after him, Halley's Comet. 
he made substantial advancements in understanding the properties of comets and their orbits, which laid the foundation for later studies in this area. Halley also played a key role in mapping the stars in the southern hemisphere and contributed significantly to navigation techniques at sea. Eight to go. Question 13 to 20. The word Pilgarlic describes a person with which physical characteristic? The word Pilgarlic or Pilgarlic describes a person with which physical characteristic? Five, four, three, two, one. The word Pilgarlic or Pilgarlic is used to describe a person who is bald or partially bald, particularly someone with a thinning head of hair. It is a somewhat archaic term that was commonly used in the past. Question 14. Music legends. In which city was Jimi Hendrix born? In which city was Jimi Hendrix born? Five, four, three, two, one. Jimi Hendrix, born on November 27th, 1942, in Seattle, Washington. He was a renowned guitarist, singer and songwriter known for his groundbreaking work in rock music during the 1960s. Six left. History question. Who was Time Magazine's Person of the Century for the 20th century? Who was Time Magazine's Person of the Century for the 20th century? Five, four, three, two, one. Time Magazine's Person of the Century for the 20th century was Albert Einstein the renowned theoretical physicist known for his development in the theory of relativity and his significant contributions to the field of modern physics. His groundbreaking ideas revolutionized the way we understand the universe and have had a lasting impact on scientific thought and research. Einstein's work fundamentally changed the course of physics and continues to influence our understanding of the natural world. Five left. Literature, mythology, politics, American history, and spice stands between you and defeating 20 questions if you've got the previous 15 right. 16 of 20 is this, literature. Randall P. McMurphy is a central character in which book? Randall P. McMurphy is a central character in which book? Five, four, three, two, one. Randall P. McMurphy is a central character in the novel One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kesey. The story is set in a mental institution and is narrated by Chief Bromden, a Native American patient. Randall McMurphy is a new patient who fakes insanity to avoid a prison sentence and soon challenges the oppressive authority of the head nurse, Nurse Ratched. The novel explores the themes of power, freedom and the struggle for the human spirit against oppressive forces. It was first published in 1962 and has since become a classic in American literature. 
Four to go. Question 17. Mythology. Greek myth. In Greek mythology, which fruit induced forgetfulness in those who ate it? In Greek myth, which fruit induced forgetfulness in those who ate it? Five, four, three, two, one. In Greek myth, the fruit that induced forgetfulness in those who ate it was the fruit of the plant known as the lotus. Eating the lotus caused individuals to forget their past and their desire to return home, as depicted in Homer's epic, The Odyssey. Three to go. Question 18. British politics. How old was William Pitt the Younger when he became Prime Minister of the UK for the first time? How old was William Pitt the Younger when he became Prime Minister of the UK for the first time? Five, four, three, two, one. Maybe it's a little bit of guesswork here for our international friends, and maybe for some of our British friends, in fact. William Pitt the Younger was born on May the 28th, 1759, and became Prime Minister of the United Kingdom for the first time in 1783, at the age of 24. He served as Prime Minister until 1801, and then again from 1804 until his death in 1806. He was 46 when he died. Pitt was known for his role in British politics during a crucial period that included the French Revolution and Napoleonic Wars. He was a prominent figure in British political history, known for his leadership and statesmanship during a challenging era for the United Kingdom. From the UK to across the pond, to the US and American history, in which year was prohibition repealed in the United States? In which year was prohibition repealed in the United States? Five, four, Three, two, one. Prohibition in the US, which banned the production, importation, transportation, and the sale of alcoholic beverages, was repealed in the year 1933. The 21st Amendment to the US Constitution, which officially ended prohibition, was ratified on December the 5th, 1933. This amendment effectively nullified the 18th Amendment, which had initiated the Prohibition Era. 19 down. There's one left. If you've got 19 right in a row, this is the question you need to get right to defeat 20 questions. And it's on spice. Which spice is obtained from the Myristica fragrance tree? Which spice is obtained from the Myristica fragrance tree? Five, four, three, two, one. Have you got it? Have you got it right? Have you got the spice that is needed to defeat 20 questions if you've got 19 right in a row? The spice obtained from the Myristica fragrance tree is nutmeg. 
Nutmeg is a popular spice known for its warm, sweet flavour and is commonly used in various cuisines and dishes around the world. It is often used in both sweet and savoury recipes including baked goods, desserts and certain meat dishes. Nutmeg is the spice that may have defeated 20 questions for you. I hope it has. If you have got all 20 right, I want to hear about it on Twitter at 20 questions quiz or send me an email 20 questions quiz at gmail.com. I want to hear from you wherever you may be in the world. And if you want to take part in our Christmas quiz that is due to go out on Christmas Day to be recorded in December. If you've got a brain teaser or a classic quiz question that you think can stump the world, I want to hear about it. May get you on the show via a Zoom call for this to go out on Christmas Day. If you want to take part, drop me a line. Love to hear from you wherever you may be in the world. And thank you wherever you may be for joining me on our 20th edition of 20 Questions. Many, many more to come on Thursday and every Thursdays. Wherever you may be in the world, thank you so much for your company. I will see you soon. Till next time, from me, Johnny Bryan. Take care. Bye for now.